Merry Christmas, friends. On behalf of Matt and Abby, we want to thank you for listening in on our conversations throughout this year, and we hope that the things we discuss encourage you to grapple with challenging issues of education today, and maybe even prompt some hallway conversations of your own. We were hoping to sit down together for one more episode before Christmas, but with the hectic end of the semester upon us, we just weren't able to find that time, unfortunately. Wrapping up courses, giving exams, listening to students' final presentations, closing out all those final semester meetings with students, and all those little administrative tasks. You know, we love these different parts of our work, but the busyness also sometimes means we have to backburner other things we love, like recording a podcast episode. So we're planning to take a good break now. We probably won't be back in the studio to record again until the end of January, but we hope to have a few new things to share with you then. So watch for new episodes in this feed beginning around the beginning of February. Today I have a Christmas encouragement to share. In my newsletter, I recently shared about some Advent devotionals that I wrote years and years ago. I'm linking the newsletter in the show notes if you're interested in reading. But I thought that for a bonus episode, I would share a bit from those devotionals. I've actually mashed two of them together in what follows, and I hope this will be a Christmas blessing and a word of encouragement for you all. On behalf of the Hallway Crew, I hope and pray that this Christmas season will be full of peace, love, and joy for you, friends. I hate Christmas. Okay, that's not quite fair. I don't hate Christmas. The real problem for me is all the stuff that we do to celebrate Christmas that gets in the way of my truly celebrating Christmas. Because there really is a lot of stuff. You know, Christmas parties, and Christmas pageants, and decorating, and shopping, and wrapping, and gift giving, and pretty soon the whole rush from the day after Thanksgiving right up till Christmas morning, and even beyond into New Year's becomes a blur of blinking lights, and blaring carols, and too much food, and too much... stuff. I think I'm just sick of all the stuff. I desperately want to celebrate Christmas this year. I mean the real Christmas, as in Christmas, celebrating the miracle of God's love. Celebrating God wrapped up in flesh and bones and living here on earth with us as a human being for a while. I mean the coming of the King of Kings to earth, an unheard of, unbelievable, one-of-a-kind event that I really don't think enough about. And I'm afraid that the stuff, even the good stuff, gets in the way of me really focusing on Christmas. That's why I started writing these devotionals. I wanted to help myself, and hopefully you too, focus on what Christmas is really about. Not Santa Claus. Not fir trees in the living room covered with tinsel and lights and piles of wrapped up stuff underneath. Not Rudolph or candy canes or chestnuts roasting on an open fire or stockings hung by the chimney with care. Not even the Christmas parties and the Christmas pageants. It's about him, the one, the king. Let's look for him this Christmas, okay? Let's try to tune out some of the stuff so we can seek the king. You remember the wise men? I'm fascinated by the wise men. You know, those exotic strangers who kind of wander into the story of Jesus' birth. I think I'm most intrigued by them because of the mystery about them. First off, there's no mention of them in Mark or Luke or John's Gospels. They only show up in Matthew's telling of the coming of Jesus. And they suddenly appear at the beginning of Matthew chapter 2 with no real explanation. And honestly, from the Bible story, we know almost nothing about these guys. Oh, sure, you probably remember all sorts of things about these guys. They were kings of some distant country. There were three of them. 
They followed a star riding camelback all the way to Bethlehem, and they showed up at the stable the night Jesus was born. You might even know their names, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. Hold on a second. Let's actually read scripture. Let's look at Matthew chapter 2 and hear what's told about these guys. This is the word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me that I too may go and worship. After they'd heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they'd seen in the east went on ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Did you notice? There's nothing in Matthew's story that tells us they were kings. No number of them is mentioned. No word of their preferred mode of transport. Matthew says they show up at the house where Jesus is staying. Nothing about a manger in this story. The traditional names given to these characters are not found in scripture. In fact, we don't know any personal information about these wise guys at all. Really, all we know about these guys is that they were watching. They seem to be pagan astrologers, looking heavenward with their pagan eyes, looking for signs. Matthew calls them magi, a word with strong connections to magic, magicians, reminding me of other biblical characters like Pharaoh's magic makers from the book of Exodus, whose power clearly did not come from God. But nevertheless, these wise men were paying attention. And when they saw the sign God splashed into the sky, they packed up and headed out. These guys came seeking. They knew they'd find what they were looking for. These stargazers had enough faith to take off on a trek to meet up with a king they had no earthly reason to care about. They weren't part of God's chosen people of Israel. And yet, they came, seeking. Seeking the king. And when they found him, they worshipped. And that's what I'm hoping for this Christmas season. Let's come together seeking the King. And when we find him, let's worship. Merry Christmas, friends, and have a happy new year. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends.